Like when Charlie dies, I will be the first to admit that he was an asshole. And I'm not going to gloss over that fact at all. Kudos, man. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. High five. That's good. Yeah, be all the right. first. I'm right. comfortable with that. No, that's cool. This would be cool. a long lie. No, I'm all, I, all I was one. saying so was my father defended me to Miss Clark. But to me, <laughs> he told me that I need to straighten up and actually start listening to my teacher. I have this that impression I was being that your dad teacher. was like, look, Miss Clark, he, he wants to bone you. <laughs> That's why my son's treating you so badly. Miss <laughs> Williamson, she's kind of gross to him, and he's got no interest, so he treats her like gold. It's true. It's true. That's really what it boils yeah, down it's to. Really, it's true. It was it's a it was a uh, it was a strategy that worked for me throughout the rest of my life. Nice, nice. Yeah, it does. Yeah, because I used to uh, meet my my future girlfriends in bars and nig them. The Mike Show. The, Did the, you yeah. say nig? Yeah, I said you neg. Neg. There's yeah. clearly an N E G in my neg. Word. Yes, you remember that from the league. Neg. Oh, you know, Mikey going too deep here, man. I'm sorry. I didn't realize the league was deep. The league? So I want to contribute. Extraordinary gentlemen? Or are we talking about. Uh, I want to contribute uh, my, my hottie story. My all right. They, I know. Let's, well, let's, hear the, let's hear the hottie story. You know what? You guys were story. the ones that asked me for We did. And we I got, did. We got and, the story. And it's, and that's that's the full story. That's an that's a full story. You wanted to nail her. You treated her like a result. I dreamed of Miss Clark taking my virginity. Nice. I just really thought Miss Eaton was hot. I I didn't really go that far. I did not really? You didn't go that far? Why would you dream? not go that far? Uh, um, humanity. Because <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm a good person. I was no. I was just young, and it was it was like a like a, a fantasy. So easy. It's no, just like this I, ideal. I was like, wow, and it was not about that. I mean, how old were you again? What are you saying? I, I, eighth I wasn't grade. paying attention eighth to your grade. story. Sorry, I was trying well, to fix man, the dude, track. Thanks, thanks. That, well, was, that was the 60s, Mike. No, yeah, yeah, the 60s, the 60s was a different time. It was free love. Free love. Yeah. Free love. Yeah. And Charlie then, of course, Mrs. Clark was was there. Oh, and you were too high. Never mind. Let's hear about, uh, let's hear about Charlie. Okay, Charlie. Uh, Tell us the story, Charlie. Mine was a teacher right out of college. And uh, she was oh, she was see. very young. Wow, you were in college. In He's already got a better story. I was I was about eleven years old. I was living in He's Florida. True. Oh, you were eleven. You were in college. You weren't out of college. You were in college at eleven. Yeah, 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 what? That's pretty good. I, I was, did he was not child do prodigy. Or, no, child prodigy. Um, I was in high. I was in junior Stephen high. Stephen Hawking. Eleven years old at Pine Ridge Middle School in Naples, Florida. Middle school. Yeah, okay. and this teacher was uh, right out of college. This was her first. Did she have a mustache? She was really, really beautiful. She was a very um, natural Southern Floridian. She had a great uh, tan. She was very thin and athletic. She had that Southern drawl, and, too, uh, didn't she? Huh? She had that Southern drawl. No, she didn't. No? Uh, no, she was very well-spoken. Oh and I think what... Seriously, that's well, one that's of the to, That's to say that some of the Southern drawl can't be well-spoken. Wow, no, Charlie, that's way to really be racist. Thing. That's true. Oh, racist? Well... Uh, no, I will say she did not have a southern draw. Might be regionalist at best. <laughs> yeah, very regionalist. Excuse me, I'm regionalist. sorry. I, I, I'm being regionalist. Um, but no, she was just this, uh, the first time I ever came aware. <laughs> <laughs> attracted to a person. I'll bet that was the first time you ever came aware. <laughs> aware. Uh, but no, she was the first teacher or woman that I was in close proximity to where I was... Um, enthralled sort of like wow sure this is a beautiful i've never really exotic I, she really wasn't it, it wasn't oh. she was that she was exotic she was just for whatever reason i found her very very pretty and 
I was smitten with her. I had a crush on her big time. Ooh, yeah. And, and, uh, and, and it was that simple. I didn't really uh, sexualize it. Like right? No, I, I get you. I, I really didn't, clearly didn't really gather all those things together at the same time. But I knew I really liked her. You know? <laughs> I, I like being in her class. I wanted to sit up front. I wanted to get her approval. I wanted to be called on first in class. You know, uh, that was it. You know, that was, that called was on first. What? Never wanted to be called on first. Yeah, no. I, no. Did. I wanted her attention. That's basically what I'm saying. I knew I wanted her attention. And I wanted her were friends. you were you always so charismatic? I mean, you have a certain air about you. I mean, was this like something that carried on through high school and intermediate? And yeah. I asked because wow, of a, a, you are very, opening up Pandora's box. Right no, now. I really, I really am. It's because I actually have kind of like personal feelings and like for Charlie, like well, for Charlie. <laughs> well, because like well, he's saying he open. wants to be up front and be called on, uh-huh. and he wanted that. I did. I did not want that, mm-hmm. but ended up getting that. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Yeah, so the, so that's a, you know for me that's an interesting. Well, can I just interject and yeah. ask this? So Charlie, I imagine you were probably the class clown. Uh, sometimes. Sometimes. How about you? Sometimes. Mitch. No, absolutely not. No. I was no. not consistently the class clown. It depended on the. It really depended on the teacher. I was because the class. I was. I was. Dude. Con- I was consistently <laughs> the class clown. I can I can see that maybe not a clown but class but mischief maker whatever yeah, that might be. Yeah, I always had smart ass. I would say agitator. kind of an impish. Yeah, there you go. There, that's that agitating again, instigator. I, I would mm-hmm. say agitator would be one of the things I would be consistently in every yeah. class, but not 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 with malice. Okay. Well, no, no, no. I was annoyingly class clown never with questions. malice. I mean, just to kind of, I don't know, just to kind of add a little bit of levity to the sure. situation. My biggest problem was I wasn't really uh, given a clear understanding. I was not in a mindset where I really understood what school was. Mm-hmm. I thought that I had every right to pose as many questions as I could think of, mm-hmm. and and that and well, at the time I mean, isn't that what school should be? Well, but well, so that's my uh, that was my understanding at a young age, and I think that um, I did not understand that. I was taking away from the class in mm-hmm. being so demanding, oh, and okay. and where that would kind of pigeonhole me as a problem. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I, I, as far as the charisma, um, I, I was a, uh, I was actually a really more of. I mean, I always was outward to have fun with people, but I was more underspoken and shy as a young kid, and um, due to certain traumas that we can delve into or not at a very young age. Uh, it and and then pertaining to my irritation with the term grown up in a weird way, uh, I feel like I lost my innocence in my childhood. I'm not not even feel like I'm very clear that I lost my childhood and my innocence at around seven, and from that point on, I think that that's why I get irritated by the term grown up. I was way more grown up by the standard definition of the terms at eight and nine and ten mm-hmm. than any of my peers. And I think that from that point on, I had no disillusions about the realities of life, and that's why I reject that term. That term is, in my mind, pertaining to a very um, recognizable, almost caricature of a childhood of an American growing up. And you reference Leave It to Beaver, and you know, there's always this innocence, and you grow in these very predictable stages. And uh, even if that were the intention, that got rocked. Uh, at an early age and that it was never going to be that mm-hmm. and um, so you know that's that's my personal experience and so I I, I approach life very differently going forward and I had a different um, 
just wanted to, you know, this is, this is, I was excited and curious and I wanted to ask questions. I wanted to know different people and, uh, and, and I, I took that charisma into class. And so when I came across this teacher, it was the first time that I had been in a room where I was developing as a boy and uh, there's this young His balls woman and uh, she's, you know, uh, attractive and educational and I'm really seeking her approval. In, in the vacuum of a professional mother, single mom, and not, uh, my sisters are gone, and I'm sort of, a, in many cases, effectively an only child. I think all those things play an element into it. And, uh, and I think being attracted to somebody who could offer me uh, guidance and, mm-hmm. and uh, approval and acceptance as, as being smart and, and uh, you know, achieving things, that excited me. And I think it's, it's set, a, a set a tone. How oh, big I was your trapper keeper? <laughs> Very big, and many trapper keepers. I ruined. Was it like a three? Was it like a three pocket? I, like I always went with the three pocket. <laughs> you know, he was obviously overcompensating. Keeper. I was very much overcompensating. That's right. You know, uh, uh, so I feel kind of base compared to you guys because, like, all I was thinking was sex. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. Yeah. Yeah. You don't. Yeah, you know, Can I just? Because. But you had a lot of stable fixtures in your life, and, and good for you. I mean, I, I did I have love a, your dad. I had a stable. I had a lot of stable fixtures in my life. Um. You know, Those the funny thing is, now. when I was when I was in kindergarten, was when I saw my first naked woman. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, liter- literally. And here is another cut. Edit. Literally. First naked woman. <laughs> this keeps coming back to Mike's sexual. It really I'm does. Just like saying. I start going down an existential so, pathway, uh, and Mike's like, "Did I tell you about the tits I saw when I was yo, five? So uh, Mike, a man's a boy's journey into manhood. Tell you at five, I knew I wouldn't <laughs> kick him out of bed for you crackers. Know what? So I was, I went home. Mikeisms. I went home with uh, with one of the kids in my my kindergarten class. His name I was don't like Dustin, where this I think. Is going. And, <laughs> and I just remember, and this is granted, what this is a kind of a fragmented memory because it was so early in my life. You have a lot of fragmented memories. <laughs> I do. Yeah, right. well, think about so, that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about. So that. I remember walking. I remember walking. How does that make house. you feel? I, I feel pretty good actually. Keep uh, drinking. This is a great memory. Um, I remember walking into the house. Uh, we turned down the hallway to go to his bedroom. Oh, wow. This changed right then. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yes. And his mother Sexy. was like naked, <sighs> coming down the hallway towards us, Weird. wearing a, a towel on her head because the phone was ringing. Oh. And we, for whatever reason, I remember we just kind of peeked around the corner. And she saw us peeking around the corner and freaked, like screamed at us, like, get, like go, get out, get out, get out. And she turned and ran down, you know, back to the bathroom. I think she had been taking a bath or something. Oh. And uh, Oh, just hanging out naked. I mean, well, really. Yeah, well, we, you know, probably taking a bath because she was coming from the bathroom with a towel on her head. The phone was ringing. I guess she went to answer it and didn't realize we were home. Is this Mrs. Clark's son that you were hanging out with? No. Oh. No, Miss That would have been Miss Clark. Miss Clark. Miss. Sorry. Miss. She wasn't married. I'll apologize. So it would have been perfectly okay know how she had that for her kid. to take my virginity. Oh. Yeah. This was a dream. Yeah. No. It was a dream, though, yes, because I wanted it to happen. Hmm. Yeah, Miss Clark. Miss Clark yeah. was hot. Mike, you're seated. Um, so anyway. If Miss Clark is out there, you can reach us at uh, <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> Twitter has <laughs> rumination at from the red room. Yes. <laughs> you know, if, if no, and I'm not like it's it's not like an invitation you know or anything what, like Charlie, that. I am but not just because I'd like to know if she's real. So I would not just kick someone out based on age. If she's hot, she's in. Ah, 
Oh, well, you know, you are. You seem a little defensive. You are not ageist. I'm just saying. I just, you uh, know, for I'm the not, record. I, I feel like you guys are being ageist. Wow. And that's just not appropriate. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. I realize this is a safe place. So if you're ageist, cool, whatever. Mike. Um, but no, I'm just saying. Like, you know, are I you? had these experiences as a young kid. I don't know if that, cha- perhaps that changed me. I don't know. Yeah, probably. I don't know. think so. No, you're pretty much still the yeah. same. Okay. <laughs> you're not ageist, but you are married. And that defines a lot of rules about your age. Well, obviously, like if Miss Clark wasn't on my, el- if it wasn't on an elevator, it wouldn't. Oh, happen. did you just say if Miss Clark wasn't on your elevator list? You know what? If you weren't so old, you would have been there when I played the Battle of the Bands in I Snowflake. I wish I had wow. been there, but you're I so old. Uh, which, you know by the way, we won. Nice, nice. dude. Killer. <laughs> high five! Seriously. Oh my god! Come on, high, high five, five. Pilgrim! Five I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, we did. It was great. Although, you know, quite frankly, there was another. You know band what the funny thing is. The years that I lived in Snowflake, they wouldn't have allowed his band into the town. We played in a know. church, an abandoned church. Yeah, I know oh, the church. The it's on Main part. Street. I like the way you let out that a church. Wait, wait. The abandoned, abandoned church? church? The only abandoned church. church was in Taylor. No, it was a... Well, remember, you're old. Yeah, I remember my kids. So by the time you were gone, remember, there were new you. abandoned churches. Yeah, but shut up. Mike, it was you're hot. basically a human Studebaker. <laughs> okay, we have no use like, for you. Like you know like what? A, the fact that you know the term Studebaker makes you fucking older than me. Kind of like a Woody. Uh, we already covered that topic. Yeah, that's what I was saying. <laughs> I don't know about we. I don't know about we. Oh. Yeah, you're sweet. No. No. We can chat like this all night, and I got no problem with it myself. But does anyone want to check in on the ladies? I checked in on my wife. How are you doing? I went and got more alcohol. Okay, did you? Yeah. I, I, you know what? I'm are fine. You I, I like, I like the, I like being able to explore different topics. I do think we should go to different topics. I'm, I will follow in your lead. No, no, it's cool. Well, I, I actually, because again, this is still kind of fresh. This is still kind of you know, new. We could do we're still whole, developing we could some do a type whole of a segment on like small town living. No, absolutely, and and we're still kind of like feeling this out, finding a he's, place, like seeing if we're gonna have like a, like um. Uh, <laughs> what's you are that? seriously you're big city. Us, are you big city? He is big city. You are. You kind of are. Louisiana, like New Orleans. Yeah, New Orleans, New Orleans Dallas, Fort Worth, Austin, yeah. Texas. Yeah, see, those uh, are big cities. Where we grew cities. up, there was probably what was there two thousand people in your town? A little bit less. Yeah, uh, probably oh, three, four thousand. Here's a great modifier. How many people were in your graduating? There you class? go. That's a good wow. description. How many? Okay, so uh, oh, dude, come on, just no, give no, a number. I, what? Okay. Sometimes so the story is good. I Sometimes it's just give me a number. I graduated from Bakersfield, from North story. High in Bakersfield, California, because I moved out there in my after my sophomore. Oh, that's year right. High okay, okay. Whatever. So in that class, Five. there was about a thousand people. It was like your graduating s- class when you got your degree. Yeah, from, or diploma. From my diploma in when California, you got your diploma, how many people California. walked with you? There were, I didn't walk. Not in Cal- didn't okay, so you were in California when you graduated. Yeah, I was in California when I graduated. How many students? How many? However, in Snowflake, there was like 587 or something. That's true. But, dude. Okay, how many people? Uh, in, in Snowflake? No, was, how many uh, marched with you when you graduated high school in 1963? I was you the Bob's Burgers <laughs> I hate you because it was 1992, motherfucker. And it was, I think it was close to 1,000 people Shit. in my graduating class. For real? That's a lot of people. That's big city, bro. That's, no, no, that's kind of close yeah. to big city numbers there. STD, what did you walk? Who walked with you? Uh, I walked with 2,200 other students. Jesus Christ, Jesus you Christ. guys. Dude, that's big city. That was big city. Uh, you know, I don't think about it. Mine might have been two, well, mine, might have been mine was 2,200. Mine might have been closer to 700. I, I, I went to a very big high school. Our high school in Snowflake was less than 700 people. 88 people. 
Oh wow, yeah, yeah you guys, you See, are. Ours, ours, our high school, your home brew, our man. high school in Snowflake, you're home less brew. than seven hundred people for freshman, sophomore, uh, junior, senior. It was less than seven hundred people. I think it was five hundred eighty-seven. We had a gigantic total. school. It was oh, it sounds like it. it was we incredible. were the, we were the biggest graduate. What an interesting like dynamic class. too, and like especially growing up in that. I mean, everyone has a different experience growing yeah. up. Well, all of our listeners, all none of them, have a different <laughs> experience growing <laughs> up. My high school when I was in high school, five hundred eighty-seven people total. Yeah, so I mean, so, see, right. you were my you were class, king of the and my class was like one of the larger classes. We had a hundred and thirty something. So, so that's more relative of what you're okay. saying in your small town. Yeah. Right. You, you so really small, would have Mine was still smaller. It's the only time you'll hear guys <laughs> arguing over who's just smaller. <laughs> you win, Dude, Mitch. Mine was smaller. You that's get right. the smallest Mine of was all. the smallest of you all. Whoa, congratulations <laughs> to Natalie. It's smallest of them all. Yeah, he is high five addicted. I know. Yeah. Yeah, he's been drinking. I've got, so I've got the, calluses. The interesting thing, I think it's relative. I mean, I think if you're at a school for 88 people or 130 people... Yeah, I still think it's somewhat. There's less competition. Well, is, there, is really there all is, down there is to and there isn't for any given personality. No, no. Type, when when there's okay. a small, yeah. when there's a small group like that, because you know everybody, even upperclassmen and everything, and and lowerclassmen. Sure. Like there is a lot of competition because of the fact that everybody knows you, and everybody knows your business. Yeah, I, I didn't have so, to deal with that as much. Yeah, yeah you don't have to deal with annoying the business with two thousand right. people. And so for me, especially because my father taught at the junior high oh. when I was in high school. So you had kids who didn't all like of my you high school. Of <laughs> yeah, all of my high school uh, teachers oh, knew this. my father, so I couldn't deal with this shit. Ah. So when we got out, when I moved out to California, like I went, wow. I went fucking crazy, man. I started ditching, ditching class. I went out to, <laughs> I like, I had, I took tracing paper. And trace my parents' signatures, and then I would type up notes and like copy my parents' signatures onto the notes so I could turn them in and get out of high school. Because my father taught in a different different town at that point, and I could get get away with murder. So my friend Brian and I would go out to like the beach, and we weren't even close to the beach. We were landlocked in Bakersfield, California, uh. but we would drive six hours out to the beach on like a school day and fucking take the day off and go go play in the surf. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> I don't even know what you guys are making. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I heard that. All right, so I'm not even like doing a Ferris Bueller thing. I'm just saying, like, you know, it life moves pretty fast. Life moves pretty fast. And if you don't stop and look around once in a while, you might miss it. <laughs> so many good stories. So many things to say. It no, really is. Really like, well, because it reminds me of, like, of course, like when I was, when I was in. Uh, the high school, mm-hmm. and when we were the high school, well, the Plus, high school. I got to point out that St. John's used to lose to us all the time in Snowflake. Uh, in what? In, in everything. Girls volleyball. Well, no, girls volleyball, football. No basketball. way, dude. St. Oh John's was like Saint like John's like got dominated two, by Snowflake. Two, like was eight whatever two A two A three A nine A whatever I, like football champions of the universe. Class of ninety two, motherfucker. I don't even give a shit about Just football. As a reminder for the audience. Yeah. Uh, this was twenty years ago. Okay, well look. <laughs> <laughs> We also dominate. Hey, let let me tell you. Let me give you a statistic. School, let me give you a statistic. Hey, school, hey, hey. Snowflake dominated. It's his show. Let me bro. tell you the dis- the statistic that matters: the academic decathlon. Oh, this is a good point. You know like, what? I can't even argue with that. We're academic decathlon. Snowflake. Saint John's 
reigned supreme for like 20 years. Oh, I was part of the team that scored the very highest in the history yeah, of that, that, that competition. Extra credit, so don't even yeah, that's exactly right, because of the girls. drag his efforts through the mud. Not bro. even. I'm just, I'm just trying to put it jealous? in perspective. You little jelly. I'm just like, saying. I, you know jelly? what? I am jealous, because here's, here's a what was the name of your school? Right? What was the name of your school? Snowflake. 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 What so was your What was your mascot? Two plus two is chicken, huh? Two plus two. <laughs> two plus two is chicken. <laughs> it was, it probably What's was. your mascot, Snowflake? Lobos. The dumbass. <laughs> Elra, 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 the finding dumbasses from Snowflake. S. Snowflake Lobos. I'm already bored. Yeah. You know what? So here's the thing. So when uh, when I was in Snowflake, I never had to study. I was in all these advanced classes and shit. Um, when I moved out to California, uh-huh. I, they put me in advanced classes. Do you need a pat? I do need, need a, a, need a, Can you give a, me a trophy. Pat? Can you give me a pat? What do you need? On my crotch. Okay. Can you pat my crotch? There you go. There you go. <laughs> oh, so uh, when I when I got up to California, I found out that uh, what passed for uh, you know advanced I. in Snowflake, <laughs> in Snowflake, <laughs> in Snowflake did not pass for advanced in California. And it I, doesn't pass for a bad tear. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of hate you right now, but it's true. <laughs> gotta um, keep you humble, man. Gotta no, keep dude, you, humble. you know what? I was I was humble when I got to California because it it was not the same. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you playing along, that is the thirty sixth. Uh-huh. I hate you both right now. Seriously. Um, you know what? Have you ever talked to people who talk about their high school experience and they don't like it? Not yet. Uh, really? I haven't had a chance really? to speak. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know what? That's probably for the benefit of anybody listening. Look, uh, man. Like, look, if you gauge your life by high school, then no, you're no, just no. really living kind I of like a sad life. By high no, school. I'm not saying you are. I'm oh, saying like people who like had like a bad experience in high school or who had a great experience in high school. And either way, whether that's a low, por- low point or high point of your life, then you really need to – I think personally you need to reevaluate – your priorities and your like outlook on life because there's so much more that. beyond that. Yeah, no, no, you you shouldn't be defined by what happened in high school. And even in high school, I was aware of that. Like I was yeah. like, well, oh, no, this no. is just a passing thing. You it's moving what? on. It's so, four years. I'm out. Here's the thing: like in growing up in Snowflake, if you've if you've ever watched the movie Varsity Blues, that is I've what never growing seen up no. about. Oh my god, it's about football. I've seen. Uh, it. Anyway, that's why I haven't watched um, it. That was what growing up in Snowflake was like. And I have friends who've actually watched that movie, and we all say the same thing. We're like, "Holy shit, that was our high school experience." My my um, high school experience is more like, um, uh, have you ever seen uh, Taps? You no. seen Heather's? Never Saw? seen Taps. Oh, no. So uh, what I was gonna I want to hear was, about Charlie's high school now. Can I can I can I just finish this? Though? Yeah, finish. Sure. sure. Can you? Finish. We're all I asking this question. I can finish. Can you finish? I can finish. <laughs> Can what? I finish? You know what? I'm can sorry, I finish? Charlie, Charlie, give it a shot. Unlike you, can I, finish? I don't finish as quickly. Give it a shot. Unlike you, Charlie, yeah. I don't finish as quickly. I, I will take so, that. So, uh, <laughs> you guys don't understand how long it takes to edit this shit. Yeah, oh, no, 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 I believe I know. Why edit it? Just let it play. Because people have lives. Okay. And they don't care about um, snowflakes. Um, <laughs> Charlie, what's it like growing up in a uh, high school yes, where you have 2,000 people marching with you? You have like Marching. a big city thing. Do you have any kind of like thing. obligation? Did you have family expectation? What kind of things were uh, imposed on you, and what kind of things did you, Interesting. you know, uh, take away from that experience? Uh, I, I cannot ever say that I'm uh, had a mundane life. Um, for whatever reason, I was present for a lot of interesting moments. Um, I at the time I was in high school. 
my mother had just remarried and uh, I really didn't get along with the man and we we physically fought regularly and well, there was a lot of melee in that um, that played out in my classroom behavior and in my my high school behavior as far as freshman sophomore year I was in a lot of fights I was angry at the world and uh, that played out um, basically he was a punk ass bitch I was kind of a punk I was a little bit punky uh, for sure I was very bitter and upset about things yeah punk is different than punk ass bitch no no, no yeah. I wasn't punk ass bitch I was, was punk, punk ass bitch and as, as, as in anarchy and I wanted to start fights and if there was a fight presented to me I just wanted to go and I took beatings I don't want to make this sound like I was a superhero or anything. I took my beatings pretty regularly, but I wanted the fight is what my point is. Um, uh, expectations, la- expectations laid on me is um, almost in a way tangent to what we've been talking about from the beginning. Uh, my mother has a very rigid obligation to that uh, uh, reference list we talk about. Well, as and far she's as also hardcore like a Republican too, right? Uh, she's a conservative and, and a Christian, and she really felt like, as I said before, she tried to put us through Catholic schools and she wanted to ingrain us with that kind of thing. And I was very reluctant. I was very questioning and not, um, you know, people would very quickly deem me as having a problem with authority when uh, when really I was really uh, adamant about wanting to know meanings towards things. But anyhow, um, beyond expectation, those first couple of years of high school were full of a lot of fighting and whatnot. And then almost within the same three months of my sophomore year, my mother and I was uh, around 15. I had my driver's permit, and I was driving down the road with my mother in the car, and one, a kid who just got his driver's license and 16 years old, he turned left. He was coming at us. We were coming at each other. He turned left in front of us, and we broadsided him, and uh, ended up leading to a lot of life-changing events. My mother, my mother's seatbelt failed. Her head hit the windshield. She had uh, knee issues, internal issues. She had cracked vertebrae and had to have a back brace, multiple surgeries. So it changed the life dynamic pretty quickly. Um, Then within a couple of months, that same kid who we hit in the car accident was part of a really traumatic incident at my high school where a young teenage white female wanting to seek the approval of, at the time, what was a, a very new burgeoning gang influence in Dallas Fort Worth area um, there was a gang of Crips that was called the Rolling 30s and they were recruiting from high schools and part of her initiation was to drive with them into a populated area by a bunch of us high school kids after a football game where we would all get together in the high school parking lot and wait for the team to come back on the bus and we would play music and everybody sort of parked randomly and we're all having a good time. Well, she pulls up with this line of cars. They get out of the car and they start firing automatic weapons into the crowd. And the, everybody scatters, of course. We're all freaking out. We don't know what to do. We're paranoid. But what ended up happening was one of the cars of the gangsters started chasing down a friend of mine named Sean Cooper who was driving. Uh, an old fastback RX-7, like from the early 80s, right? And in the passenger seat was the driver of the car that my mother and I hit. And so they chased this kid down, and this is a 16-year-old kid. Yeah. Doesn't really, has had his driver's license for not very long. He loses control of his car trying to run away from these people that are chasing him. 
he you know slides into a curb they pull him out of the car they beat the kid that we were my mother and i ran into they beat him so hard they broke the gun and they took the other kid and shot him point blank in somebody's yard in the chest killed him and so those things at that moment um they all combined with one specific a principle that I, brought me in and for whatever reason liked me and knew I was pissed off at the world. He was a former Marine, real badass, rode a Harley to work, you know, and he sat me down and he goes, I don't care how tough you are, one day you're going to come across more guys that want to hurt you than you can defend yourself against. You're going the long way, you know. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that happened right at a moment where all this stuff was happening. And so my junior and senior year were more of the years where I became much more uh, of what I had been before I got into high school, before the stepfather, before all the chaos, that charisma and wanting to talk to other people, wanting to sort of be in the center and be uh, a source of happiness and friendliness, which is, I think, a lot of why I identified with Martinez so well. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I definitely went that direction. And, and it started with, uh, I was a DJ for a long time, and I started that in, in, in high school. I started doing weddings and parties, and then I got to do, uh, I got to where I was making mixtapes for the cheerleaders and the dance team. <laughs> and, and then I got to, I don't know how it happened, but they gave me a chance in my junior year to coordinate the homecoming pep rally. And I was at one end of the entire gym with my turntables and my speakers <laughs> set up, and I had a smoke machine and I mean and that really kicked off the the sort of shift where I went from people not being too sure about what I was and who I was mm-hmm. to being a kind of an established he's the DJ he's gonna be at every party we gotta call him he plays lacrosse we kind of like this guy and he talks to everybody and that changed the end of my high school career was really good mm-hmm. um, because of that you know and and I happened that that time in my life where I was in the fights with everybody I happened to quite accidentally get in the mix with a real thug like a real guy who you were afraid of you know who put kids in the hospital by beating them in the head with a baseball bat kind of guy and and it was completely accidental he he wanted to fight me he pushed me up against the locker and he started throwing punches and I got completely lucky and dodged most of them and blocked (laughs) and blocked most of them and maybe took a hit in the shoulder, and the guy was laughing about it at the end of it. He was like, oh, you're pretty cool, uh, pretty awesome. <laughs> right. And then from that point on, I would find myself at parties being happy and popular, and then a fight would break out, and he'd be like calling out for me to do something. So I, <laughs> I, I always kind of like found myself in the middle of a huddle of his other thugs where I really wouldn't be doing much, but I wasn't in the fight, and nobody would mess with me. So right. I was like, okay, I got some clout here. You, you got uh, some credit for being in the fight, but you were really <laughs> I was connected to Edgar Lima. Right? I'm connected to this kid, right, right. And, and, and I never had to really get in the fights anymore at that point. You know, it was, it was because people thought I was kind of under his protection in a way. Like, if they mess with me, he was going to be pissed. See, that's, that's a totally friend of mine, a friend of ours. Yes. Yeah. You know? yeah that's totally different from and, the way uh, Mitch and I grew up. Because, like, you know, where we grew up, it was a small town. Everybody knew everybody else. Right. So you got into a fight, everybody knew it. Like everybody knew what was happening. <laughs> well, and I think the things that are offered themselves differently is like when I say I was a DJ, I was 16 with a fake ID going to downtown Dallas 
on Friday and Saturday nights and mm-hmm. getting into clubs and DJing. And, and, and I was in that CD nighttime environment from the time I was 16 until yeah, see, into my like 20s. it smells like in St. John, there's no like CD night. There's no there. nightlife. That is an inspiring story. I mean, the audience can't see clearly as I'm like sitting here leaning in, like I'm all in love with Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> like leaning, yeah, it's mutual I'm, I'm leaning, I'm leaning on my my chin. Romance. I'm like leaning forward, well, listening to this story, and being completely enraptured by this story. This this, fun this but, young man's like a journey. Well, and isn't and, this, like, isn't this the point of the podcast? It absolutely is. Come to a truth. That like you know like we don't have this truth we don't have this perspective mm-hmm. because we didn't live it right like he and I have sure. a shared bond because we came from a small town rural like it's got a, a lot of assets and, like, though man There's and we're brown yeah and we're, <laughs> and, and and we're, we're adopted we're, we're brown we're adopted and we don't know that we're not white <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we have a lot of common ground that's, that's nice. right that's, nice. that's right Nah, I, I would say uh, the city was city taught me a lot. Um, yeah, uh, and and it was an interesting upbringing. I I think uh, I was pretty twisted up for good reason. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think I don't think there were very many years in my first twenty years of life that weren't uh, there was a constant and consistent reoccurrence of upheaval and. Um, a dramatic and sometimes traumatic circumstance that drove me to question uh, the meaning of a lot of things and really yeah. get very existential at a very young age, and and that led me down a lot of pathways that we could get into it another another time or now or oh, whatever. Yeah. But well, you know, I, mean, I don't mind just schedule for Saturdays from now till you yeah. leave. I don't mind. You know, uh, I w- I just wanted to say that like, I'm I lucky to have I, had an interesting life. Let me just say that you have had you know, an interesting I, life, I and I think Mitch has had an interesting life. And uh, I feel sometimes as though I've had an interesting life, but we have to talk about that another time. Um, what I was going to say was, uh, high school for a lot of people, I found you know, at least were you know, and I, and I could just be like you know like way off base, but it seems no. like in talking to people I work with, mm-hmm. that high school was was a traumatic experience for a lot of people. And I personally don't understand it because for me it wasn't traumatic. Well, I Can loved. You, you need to expand on that a little. Well, bit. Look, I mean, well, okay. Expand on it, and then I, I really got to comment on the like well, traumatic well, okay, experience. So when I talk to people at work about, like, high I just school, defined a traumatic experience. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's well, that traumatic. traumatic. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I didn't get voted prom queen. Not traumatic. <laughs> <laughs> True. Agreed. Agreed. So, and I wore a great dress. So my I, heels were I'll awesome. Like I'll bet they were. I'll bet they fierce. like mashed your yeah, bag. Fierce there. Flushed. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so the only thing I can say, because I don't have particulars from people I've, I work with, mm. uh, all I know is that when I talk to people about high school, uh, they always seem to say they hated high school. I loved my high school experience. I don't know whether it was like being in small town USA or going from there to big it doesn't you know, matter. Much bigger it doesn't town matter. I loved my high school experience I too. Loved I loved it. Experience. I did. Um, but I don't. I don't long for it though either. I. I'm not gonna say I long for it. No, I'm happy with where I'm at in my life. Yeah. But I do look back on it and I appreciate what I went through. Hmm. Um, <laughs> one of the things I was gonna say is like, and. You know, maybe, I maybe hear Miss Clark's coming. Back <laughs> I know Miss Clark is on the way. Out. The only thing <laughs> I wish com- about like was, my high school, I wish I knew now was, what I <laughs> knew then, what I knew now. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Miss <laughs> Clark was eighth grade. Mrs. Riemenstorff, however, was freshman year. Oh boy. Um, 
And she was a redhead. Okay. Yeah. So you gotta love that. But uh, you don't gotta. You do gotta. Uh, all I was gonna say was with high school, I loved trying to get away with stuff. And sixteen. <laughs> Man, you have a very specific mo. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I, well, the, the trying to get away with stuff like that's what you. I don't know. Like, uh, by the way, by stuff he means stuff with women. <laughs> not necessarily. I no. don't feel like that's what um, it is. I feel like you are like the ultimate student of human behavior. I think that the things you do are about the reactions you're gonna get. You know, and I, not in like this, like a strictly uh, oh, like. I think it's just like I want to push the boundaries and I want to see what people are going to do. There were there were times like that. We're 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 burgeoning on on a a really dangerous precipice here. Are we? Can I share? Can I share one story? Give me one second before you share your story, Uh, because it has to be said. What we're there's a term we're leading to, and and the the horrible (laughs) horrible reality is the minute I say this, the grin uh, that you're going to get out of Mike's face, and you'll hear it in his voice when we label him. Let me make sure my voice is clear here. Okay. <clears throat> Somebody who is looking for a, a rise at every moment. <laughs> also known as an agent provocateur. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hear that laugh. Mike. Hear that affirmation. In the <laughs> Listen to it. You hear it. He's like, ooh, I like that. Yeah, you know what? Oh, agent provocateur. Those are great like commercials, that. by the way. I just want to point oh, out. Oh, commercials. Um, Agent yeah, Provocateur. Agent Have you not co- seen those? Uh, you saw the one you're referring oh. to. No. And you know what? You gotta you gotta stop tying it. Everything doesn't have to tether to something sexual, Mike. No, it does. Agent Provocateur was talking about your impact on people, not the fashion commercial with the sexy chicks in it. But she was where so she hot. rips off her leather suit and oh she's got God, a teddy. See, this That's is why I should have to. television. Yeah. I have no idea what no, you guys no, no, are talking no, you about. You can look this up on YouTube. I don't YouTube. The only you thing that should. I YouTube, let me tell you what I YouTube for. Okay. Kevin Smith's Fat Man on Batman. Oh, nice. Like it. Like it. <laughs> That's about you, the end of it. I can okay. describe it to you, Mitch, pretty okay. succinctly. No, don't um, let him describe uh, it. You gotta no, look at it's, it. It's, it's Isabella dumb. Rossellini's daughter. Oh, sorry. Isabel, okay, let's appreciate that. Isabella's got a daughter. She has a beautiful daughter. Her daughter, a few years ago, like 2011. Did a commercial. Just pause because I can't hear you right now. Yeah, I know, right? I'm thinking. Now, she's beautiful. She's okay, her her daughter's blonde and petite, mm. and, but she's very uh, uh, a sophisticated blonde. Okay. But she's um, got some kind of exotic look to her. All right, go on. Educated. Okay. The exotic look. <laughs> no, I'm very yeah, serious. Yeah, being country okay, hicks, no, okay, educated would be exotic. But, but no, no, no. It's the combination. It's the sure. juxtaposition of the in educated with a uh, 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 sexual look. But anyways, the yeah, Asian Provocateur sexual. is a brand of lingerie and sexual clothing that she's right. advertising in this okay. commercial. Very much and so. so in the commercial, it's about the woman upholding her, uh, like she's owning and not she's being owning directed. It. She's not afraid. And she does that with another woman on and the set. And she doesn't need a man to And like reveals herself and does a few little moments of being empowered she's definitely and empowered. yet sexual. Yeah, it's not about Agent like a man providing her with anything, uh, and put commercial. Yeah, it's it's oh my god, it's great. Um, so, oh no, I can't look at that. You gotta look at that. Just I'm not gonna look at that. Right no, now. no, look at it, dude. It's look at this. It's Kylie. Do you know that that other Kylie tried to trademark her name? Really? Yeah, Kylie she too. tried to trade. She tried to trademark Kylie, and Kylie Minogue was like, 
Uh, no, bitch. Yeah. Not happening. You're what not other kind of... Dude, I am Kardashian, so excited about this. Dude. In the next 10 to 12 weeks, as long as we have this guy... And then forever, ever, ever after the year around, Indeed, we're going to sit down on this because there's so many discussions and so many topics. I'm really sad that we started this so late. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like we could sit here and do this all day long. But Kylie Minogue, uh, I know we were talking about something else, but uh, sorry. I got That's distracted. okay. I love Kylie Minogue. So talk uh, about What did you say it was? Uh, Agent Provocator's Naughty or Nice Christmas Campaign no, 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 starring Juno Christmas Temple. Campaign? That's not it? No, no, it's no, no starring no. the Rossellini. There's a Rossellini one? Commercials. Yeah, she's so fine. She's so fine. You got to check it out. Okay, well, we'll check it out at a later date. Yes, but anyway, but go you ahead. should see it. It's so, uh, what was it's a powerful commercial. It's actually a good, crafted commercial about women empowerment. Don't backpedal. Don't backpedal. Not. It's great. No, no, it's it's awesome. It's great. She's so okay, fun. well, I can't wait to check it out. If you had like one last thing to say, if you could really kind of sum up this evening and uh, the experience that was our first, our kind of maiden voyage, virtual from the red room, virtua, uh, from the red room. What would it be? So here's what I like to say. Okay. Uh, a lot of words. Yes, a lot of words. I like to say a lot I of wish, words. I wish that... Mike, I'm going to gonna have another little dose of this. No, no, go sure. right ahead. Gentleman Jack is here to be enjoyed. All right, Mike, I'm timing you. Go. If, go. If I could say anything, here's what I would say. Um, would you anybody, say I? For, I think you would say I. I would say I. <laughs> okay. For anybody listening, and... Oh, the uh, intent is we're going to have people the listen. Is, the intent is that, yes. Nice. Um, and for any for my children... For your kids, for my children, for anybody, for anybody. It's one of my favorite parts. One of the things I think the thing that makes it (laughs) for anyone listening, but mostly his kids. Anybody (laughs) listening, mostly my kids. uh, The thing that makes life fun and endurable. I'm so afraid of what you're about to say. Is your friends. Oh, I'm so glad it wasn't boobies. (laughs) I thought it was gonna be boobies. I really did. Well, I'm glad. And for the male of the species, it's what's boobies. a close second to your friends, Mike? Boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. No, uh, no, seriously, guys. Um, Mitch, thank you so much for inviting me to mm. be here. That's nice. Uh, Charlie, thank Gratitude you so much for good, being man. here with us. It's good. Um, my friends throughout my life have been the most important thing to me. I don't have a lot of friends, but the friends that I do have. I work hard to keep them close. Mm. And that is the most important thing to me because my friends are the family that I have not been born into, but the family that I choose. That's good. And I love you guys. Oh, Mike. So that's, Charlie, you're You bring it all together, man. No, I really mean it. I told you, when he dies, he's going to be an asshole. I mean it. You're really Um, touching me, man. I love you too. uh, Yeah, no. uh, I can't see under the table. He may actually be touching him. That's that's all I would have to say is to my children I would encourage them to have friends. good friends that they can rely on, nice. and to anybody listening, have friends that you can rely on. This isn't your because last those are, those recording. Are people. No, I know it's not my last recording. I'll be back. I'll, I will be back. But to anybody listening, uh, your friends are the people that you can rely on. They're the family that you choose, and not the family you're born into. Mm. And embrace them. Nice. So I like it. You know, cheers to you guys. I love you guys. Cheers, cheers Mike. Even if it is the alcohol talking, I, it's I like not it. even the alcohol. I, I won't lie, I'm pretty, I'm pretty buzzed right now. But Are you sure that's all you have to say, Mike? I mean, you got how much time has you got left? You, I mean, you've only got two minutes and thirty seconds. You know what? In. When you have something poignant to say, time oh. is not of the essence. Especially when you class it yourself as poignant. <laughs> I like that. 
I like that. <coughs> I can't believe that he had a timer ready to go. Like he was like ready to like clock. Did that. I not like, mention he's an asshole? I'm well, giving you no, five it's not, minutes. It's man. not that. Like he was on it. He was already like ready to clock true. that shit. Like after our last podcast, it was uh like one of the big like course it was like now she's like well maybe you guys ought to set a time limit <laughs> Seconds. there's no time limit for joy yeah and i was like wait a minute but well, but see it's like chatting with you know we that's what the magic of editing can do <laughs> like <laughs> we can set a time limit but at the same time we can also edit <laughs> oh great. but but charlie's already ahead of us he's yeah, got that five minute time limit so no, charlie reset just, that timer okay, let's okay. uh what do you got what do you got five minutes you bring it home bring home you got nothing else to say that's really no gonna be it. On the experience, other than that, no. I mean, I love the experience. I'm gl- I'm happy to. Be How are your here. headphones? But the most important thing is, I'm happy to be with my friends. Oh, that's sweet, man. Those are new nice headphones. No one's, wor- no one's worn those besides is you. This, is this like a, a plug for the headphones? No. Am I supposed to say what brand they are? No, they're actually Samson you? headphones. How dare you? Closed back headphones <laughs> from you? Samson. My Professional. Insinuating, insinuating that Mitch is. Duplicitous goals may have be a push for for the item, important times. For a plug. No, if anything, <laughs> what I was really what I really was saying was like, how comfortable are you, and how was your experience? That's all oh, I was. I'm, like, I'm I was it wasn't a plug. No, no, I misunderstood. No. Uh, I'm very comfortable. You know, I'm, I'm all about hosting. Yeah, yes. no, no, no. I, I, I love yes, my experience. Thank you, show. Mitch. Mitch, thank you so much. <laughs> uh, and thank you for letting Charlie into your home because I realized <laughs> that uh, letting Charlie into any home. Terrible. Is an experience. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a gamble. Mike, you don't well, have to be threatened by me. No, no, I definitely not. I love you, man. Calm down. Uh, no, I love you too. It's okay. Man. okay. Okay. Quit, Did quit we use up his life. five minutes yet? <laughs> Almost. He's got thirty seconds. 30 oh seconds. my God! What am I gonna say? <laughs> thirty seconds, Mike. 30 I believe seconds. the children are a few. Sexual chocolate. Sexual chocolate. Charlie, oh, take sure you apart. All right, all right, let's, get some out, let's see let's get some out, outgoing comments. Right. Uh, okay, so if the question is what I thought of the experience. Reset that timer, Charlie. All right, let's reset. Come on, come on. All right, here we go. It. Starting from zero. Fine motor skills. If my, if my question is what did I think of the experience, here's what I would say. I think it's a really interesting and uh, multifaceted medium to be able to explore uh, what should probably be segments. In fashion. Uh, but the, in retrospect, the interesting thing Here, for me let is let me straighten out that mic. Oh, you know when you combine it with alcohol, that's the problem. <clears throat> when <throat> you combine it with alcohol, that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I really uh, I think it's a powerful medium to be able to explore current events and let people find nuanced and unique individual ways to digest through other people. Uh, what's going on in their not only in their interpersonal lives, but like Mike mentioned with his friendships, his relationships, the weight and importance they carry in a person's life in general. And also, I mean, think about the fact that what we haven't focused on is that we have had a friendship, all three of us, in some capacity for a very long time that has been nurtured in many different ways and impacted by people who regrettably are not here to enjoy this with us, that we were impacted by, and it seems like in very much the same way uh, I like the conversation I like the openness and, and being um, exposed and I think that that is uh, hard to recreate in an average person's everyday life so I think being able to sort of live vicariously through a group of intellectuals or people who at least are well spoken mm-hmm. wait did he just call us intellectuals no he <laughs> said we were well spoken I, I, uh, I said or or. <laughs> or. Said or there was an or there. Okay, sorry. Uh, but no, I, I, I appreciate it and I like it. And I think um, referencing the same experiences from different perspectives is powerful. 
and uh, I think it's worth keeping up. And I do think having a time limit is important because you can extrapolate a lot from just a few words. And we touched on that uh, really routinely. Um, I like the fact that uh, if you're a listener, you hear clearly that there was uh, <laughs> some history and, and that, that we addressed that between Mitch and me and between Mike and Mitch. And, and Mike and me, we kind of glanced over it, but there's a lot of stories there of uh, a persistent kindness and uh, and wanting to just be around those people that you find interesting. And that's not common to hear people say. You know, They don't really just in a vulnerable fashion say, I like that person. I'd like to hang out with them more. You know, you get you can get ridiculed for that. Um, I love the topics we covered. I like that we tried to stay away from most things. Uh, boobies kept reappearing. Apparently. <laughs> it's uh, not my fault. Seriously. It's a lot it your, is fault. your fault. It's a lot your fault. Uh, but that's okay. That's why you're here <laughs> to be to be obtuse in some ways. Uh, but I think it's interesting is knowing that Mitch and I have not spent a lot of time uh, hanging out. And you being, and in many ways, Martinez, David Martinez, who we were talking about earlier, uh, there's an interesting commonality between that reality, that Mike and David were flanked on different sides by two people who have a lot in common in Mitch and myself. And, uh, and interestingly, we Mitch and I, I think, riff off each other really well. And I think we have a lot of the same underpinnings that, that sort of drive some of the questions that we have and some maybe some of the answers we're looking for. And I think what I mean when I say I appreciate the medium is that I like the idea that essentially this is about finding answers that maybe we are all looking for and, and, and having the free range to sort of approach those um, unattached from an agenda, which I think is really well uh, worded in the description on the website. Preach. for for uh, you know ruminations from the red room this was ruminating and in, in many ways and I, I think it's um, I think it's good I liked it I enjoyed it a lot and I, I think um, I, I'm pretty pleased that I listened more than I talked uh, That's I, think, first. I don't think well, all of us can we say could that. probably track I don't that. think all of us can <laughs> say that I hope I did I tried to um, but no it was good it's good I enjoyed founding and, and, and deepening our friendship it's a good experience, and I, I, I really do look forward to having more of them. That was my four minutes and 27 seconds. 27 yeah. seconds. Huh? Look at that. He did yeah, pretty good. He, he brought it on, brought it on home. <laughs> Pardon me? I, I, he stopped before the five. Yeah, no, that's, that's good. That's, you know, look at that, like bringing in having a restraint. Mm-hmm. Um, myself, if you want to restart that timer, that's still like a five-minute, like, uh, recounting of the events, and I know that I'm not going to take up that five minutes because, quite frankly, you both – expressed it pretty eloquently and i don't have a lot to add to that but you're the host well this is your baby it is my my baby i don't know about that because like in my my viewing of it and this is kind of actually that that you saying that feeds into what i wanted to say um or or at least my my reflections on this is that um i i don't have the words and it's not often that i find myself lacking for words is that um I, I want to keep going like Me right too. now like even like, <laughs> I'll, I'll <laughs> like be here till three in the morning like I, even yeah, right definitely. now I want to keep these discussions going and I'm hoping that you know that we can do this again in like the next week Tell I don't want to I want to take what's that Tell me when you yeah, know, I, 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 I don't want the, the I don't want the dialogue to stop um, there's something powerful about it whether it's something that you can't I I can't 
it's maybe it's it's ineffable. You know the the. the I'm not effable. You are totally effable, bro. I'll take. Like, <laughs> in this in this format, whether it's uh, just the fact that we're like putting it down and recording it, um, I'm excited about it. For like, for example, Mike's children. Um, one of the first one of the things that like impacted me immediately when I first had the idea. Uh, or and I guess that's like that's not correct. I didn't have the idea, but when I first had the the inclination to do this was. Uh, so that it could be passed on and that so someone could kind of hear the thoughts, kind of hear a person and kind of get a better understanding of, of each individual and passing that on to Mike's kids of like their dad talking about boobies. Like that's really <laughs> pretty exciting to yeah, me. Yeah, that's what I want to pass on to my kids. <laughs> and I mentioned it in the intro and, and uh, um, like if I could go back and record the conversations and, and the thoughts and the, the wisdom that was passed on back and forth between my father and I, uh, I, I, there's no amount of money. There's no amount of like, there's nothing that I could possibly, there's nothing I wouldn't give to have those moments again. And then like these moments here, even sharing this with you guys has been fantastic. I'm excited about it. I hope we continue it. Um, I kind of digressed a little bit there. My, my main point being is that if we <clears throat> were able to continuously have this kind of dialogue with all the people in our lives that meant something to us that means something to us and then we're able to record it and keep it what a better world we'd live in what a better existence we would have um i'm thrilled i'm glad you guys were here i'm glad you're here right now i hope we do this again soon i'd like to yeah Yeah, it would be fantastic i want to add an addendum to what you're saying yes please please uh you know because you referenced his kids, and, and <laughs> right? Yeah, and you also <laughs> referenced your dad. Yeah, and and so you know, uh, and this is definitely for another show because I have some deep thoughts about this pertaining to my family and my own personal experience with family. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that uh, there's not a lot of conversation out there about how important identity is at a young age, knowing mm-hmm. where you come from, etc. Yeah. And so, making the reference to your dad, and then more. Uh, abruptly and humorously the connection to his kids listening at another time the reality is is that even though we're commenting and making fun and listening and making jokes about you saying whatever boobies um, <laughs> the, the reality is though the, the kids your kids would be able to extrapolate real identity about themselves mm-hmm. from being able to relate to their father even if it's something that might seem uh, otherwise mm-hmm. innocuous and, and, and pointless Right. And, and, and to, to your point, you know, wanting to be able to have these conversations in retrospect, looking back as I wish I could have them with my father, I think that has a lot to do with identity. And then as far as the setting of this and pertaining to that conclusion or that, that awareness, um, I think it's a cool thing that we're average in many cases, everyday people that are demonstrating that the exploration of the human condition and trying to extrapolate meaning from it is not relegated to Ivy League academic (laughs) uh, institutions or political institutions or and that it's not um, in the realm of a liberal or conservative that it's indicative of exactly what it is it's a human condition and we're exploring it from our seat and I think that a lot of people can relate to that I hope they can relate to that I think they will like for me like it's 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 a day-to-day battle that we don't all understand that we're all in it together 
it's excruciatingly that we belong to that club. We, we that do we belong the, the human experience. That yes, that like stop drawing together. lines. Yeah. Stop right. it. Stop drawing lines. Whether you're drawing a line because you want to separate yourself from people or because you want to separate someone from you, like stop it. And even understanding that some people drawing the lines, the point of them drawing the lines is to cause that problem and that you can identify that person as either doing it unwittingly and that'll be obvious or doing it purposefully and making making a, a certain group of people feel like they don't belong mm-hmm. can serve a purpose for people who are very manipulative well and, and was my wrap up that wandering that we had to like no, like no, go like was that like i'm wondering if maybe perhaps we no, like you, wandered onto another drunken job. act like you did a great job like uh, just i just like, i'm know, just so glad to be here but yeah, i'm glad I'm, that we're I'm doing this i'm glad it's i'm so excited to continue this but go on what i was gonna say i hope maybe there's some poignancy to be found by sure, that's the point. That's the whole yeah. idea. And I that's all we're trying for. And hopefully there, some, laughs. Some, yeah. some laughs. Boobies. Some joy for us. <laughs> some boobies. Um, but yeah, I do. for somebody Mitch, listening I think it's clear, to realize man. that, you I know do. what, you're part of a greater a greater circle. What's about belonging to a, cl- to a clan and the clan yeah. being bigger than maybe you well, thought? Well, and, and, and this is a topic it's for another larger. time. We'll have to have a topic for another time. But uh, What's our time? Six, <laughs> I, I don't know. We're at 629. All right. I was just going to say, but... You know, a topic for another time. We're all part of of humanity. Um, you know, myself. I, I don't think of myself deep, first. It's like uh, it got deep. It got deep. All I humans. didn't mean to get deep, but sometimes We're it happens. All uh, I didn't. I didn't. I don't think of myself first. Is like let's go. One oh, step. I'm. I think brown you do think of yourself first. <laughs> often, uh, if you want to know the truth, sometimes, I don't think of myself. Uh, but what I think of <laughs> is is a, a, a broader scope. I like to think of myself as American. You know, and. Uh, and I love my country. I oh. love my friends. I love my family. I love nice. the freedoms I, I enjoy. Um, and I hope other people realize that these are things that they can attain too. You know, it's just look. I just need to. I need to jump in there real quick yeah, because yeah. of the I love my friends thing. Yeah. Uh, that's a big part of this for yeah. me because uh, I do. I I I'm gonna put quotes around this because it is. I love the friends that I have gathered together on this thin raft, like. We that says a lot, sir. Uh, I, I can say I I completely I completely understand where you're going with that, and I think I I completely get you. I think it says a lot. I I was very uh, uh, another time we'll talk about my wedding, but I can tell you this: I had a moment, probably arguably the most pure satisfaction I've had about my friendships with people over a lifetime was at my wedding, and it was because I'm aware of my ego. <laughs> And I'm aware that I like to talk to people and stuff. But the thing that made me the happiest was I could not count among any of my friends anyone who wasn't a true individual with their own opinion, their own way of thinking. And the fact that these people who were anything but yes men as a collective were able to get along and make friendships themselves, it let me know in, in a way that I I couldn't know. And I truly believe that, that there are certain cases where your friends can talk about you in a way that you can't talk about yourself. Your friends are aware of things about you that you're not aware of yourself. And for me, it was the first real affirmation that I wasn't surrounding myself with yes men, 
that I wasn't egotistical and surrounding myself with people that were inflating that Well, let's ego. be clear. He is egotistical. Well, in the sense that I don't – Well. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not catering to that ego no, no, I, with I the people around me. And, and yeah. I think that, um, to your point, that's how I, that's how I digest what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You, have, you obviously have the same kind of group of friends of people that are truly individuals and well-spoken to the sense of their own opinion. And that says a lot about you, Mitch. I mean, it's easy to get people who are all like-minded. Well, how enjoyable you. or challenging is life? <laughs> you are surround yourself with yes-men. Well, like, I yeah. want to challenge. I want to like, discuss this. This yeah. is no small experience. No. The fact that you exist, the fact that you're in the universe, do not take that for granted. I agree. Your existence is no small feat. That's true. That's that's a good that's, that's a, a great way good to line right to there. end it. That is fantastic. I agree. Your Can I get a high five? No small feet. <laughs> no, you cannot get a high five. Oh, come on. That's a small high feet. High five right here. <laughs> you cannot counter that phrase with a small feet. Yeah, that's true. That's Your life is no small feet. <laughs> high five. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Cool. So those of you who might be listening out there, future listeners, past listeners, whatever have you. <laughs> Triple C S T D will be back. <laughs> <laughs> we're hoping we're yeah, we're hoping to do this again. Um and this evening, uh we have been Mike. Data. Data. All right. What whatever. Data. Data. <laughs> Triple C. And Mitch. And we've been talking to you from the red room. You guys all have a great night and thanks a lot for tuning in. There you go. Bye.